Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verse 20. Do not revile the king even in your thoughts, or curse the rich in your bedroom, because a bird of the air may carry your words, and a bird on the wing may report what you say. Man, oh man, when I look at these phrases, do not revile the king even in your thoughts, or curse the rich in your bedroom. Uh, you know, the first thing that comes to my mind, Eric, is in our society right now, there are entire industries around reviling the king and cursing the rich. And by industries, I mean like, you know, cable news and uh, social media feeds that and podcasters whose whole message is to revile our leadership, you know, the president and the senators and the congressmen and whoever else, and to curse the rich, you know, pick your uh, political narrative there. And wow, the Bible's saying, you know what? Don't do that. Don't revile the king, uh, even in your thoughts, or curse the rich in, in your bedroom, in the private places. If I'm being honest with you, Eric, what, you know, when I've listened to some, some of the, that messaging or seen it on TV, I'm not exactly thinking pleasant thoughts uh, in my own heart. And here's saying, you know what, don't, don't harbor that resentment towards leadership or towards wealthy people in your heart. Um, because this is an interesting phrase, a bird on the wing may report what you say. And I really like what you do in the book is you say, let's apply this concept to not just thoughts about worldly leaders, earthly leaders, but let's apply this to our own private thoughts about God, uh, our spiritual king. Let's not harbor resentment against him because he knows. He knows what we're harboring in our hearts. Instead, let's learn to trust him uh, more. You know, my uh, response to the passage and to what you're saying is the truth uh, of the human condition is that we need kings. We need kings. Mm -hmm. The problem with kings in the plural because uh, I'm talking about the kings that are scattered throughout history. Some were good, some not. Mm -hmm. uh, but there is one king that you and I are focusing on in these uh, recordings uh, that doesn't really change. Mm -hmm. But the kings of this earth, I, I'm thinking of uh, uh, Saul, who uh, looked like a king. He was tall, he was handsome, mm -hmm. he was strong. Mm -hmm but he had a very divided and weak heart. And even when Samuel is looking for him, he goes and hides before he accepts the role of Israel's first king. And then David is, you know, has a heart after uh, God. Mm -hmm. I mean, David has, is filled with the Holy Spirit much of the time, but then and then and then he, mm -hmm. he falls. Uh, the earthly kings are, are fragile objects to worship. And in addition to that, there's some kings that really do care about freedom of the people. Uh, I think David in his last testament talks of that. Um, but there are also kings that need to control everything. They're called tyrants. Mm -hmm. And I think that uh, the number of people that suffer and die under these uh, tyrants who think of themselves as the only good, uh, they're false gods. And if we uh, laud them and idolize them, we're basically idolizing substitute gods that don't stand up 
to what the real God is, the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who cares about freedom, knows we are captive to sin, and gives us a way not only to worship him and look to him, um, but a way for our neighbors to do the same thing. So this thing of kingship is not an unsophisticated concept. It is very mm. complex. Mm. Human beings need a leader. The question is, who will lead them? Yeah, and I think too, I like what you're what you're pointing out. You know, the Bible says not only don't revile or resent your king, but also don't idolize them. You know, there there should be a proper understanding of earthly leadership under, you know, that that greater, grander authority of God himself. 